Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of Better Let, Let Me Tell, Tell You. Y pega la vuelta. And that, ladies and gentlemen is how we start episode, <laughs> episode 96. 96. Is there really another way to start episode 96 other than singing Pimpinella? Pimpinella? No, they are not a uh, an Argentine rap group. <laughs> <laughs> My God. They were such a big part of our lives as kids. They really were. I feel they were always in Sábado Gigante, siempre en Domingo en La Oti. Well, I mean, that's the whole weekend right there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have La Oti anymore. Live from the James L. Knight Center. It's La Oti. <laughs> I don't. Do you know that? Do you know, do you remember La Oti? I don't remember La Oti. Oh my god, La Oti was a really big deal. I remember. It was a really big deal in the eighties. And do you know what it actually was for? It was Latin America's response to the Eurovision contest. Really? Yep. It just didn't take off. Like, Aww. Yeah, it was. It was songwriters. And then different singers would come together, oh, wow. some famous, some not, right, 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 for the song. We should try to bring that back. Oh, pero let me tell you, you should bring back La Odi. Why not? Yeah. I remember their, their like, symbol was a bird. Well, it sounds like a bird. Yeah. With, like, a beak. Anyway. Yes, birds have beaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, welcome to episode 96. How, how is everybody? I think everybody's doing fantastic because it is Pero Friday. And it any is time it's a Friday, you are in a happy, dappy mood. So... We cannot have this episode this week, which without talking about, because I mean, everybody's talking about it and And they're still going to be talking about it. They're still going to be talking about it so many days later. We have to talk about the, uh, I'll say about the Emmys. No, about the Super Bowl. (laughs) The Super Bowl, specifically the the halftime show. The halftime show. Well, no, we got to give. Um, we gotta start at the beginning. We yes, gotta start yes, at the beginning. Yes, yes, we gotta yes, give props to, to to my bae. Yes, to uh, Ms. Lovato. To Demi Lovato. And um she was great. But the Super Bowl, the halftime mm-hmm. show. 
Shakira and um, J-Lo. Mm -hmm. We loved it. Yes, we did. We absolutely loved it. We saw it together. We loved it. It was... I think it was everything we expected. My only criticism of it, well, which was our criticism even every before year. we saw it, yeah. is that especially with them too having such a long catalog of songs how right. you were going to cram in those all that? that all that in <laughs> 5 6 minutes each cuz i've been to a, a, a jlo vegas show and i've been to a shagida show it's like 2 hours yeah each of them just alone yeah. so and here you got 12 minutes yeah you know how are you going to do it i think yeah that's our only complaint would be is that we wanted more you, you want more <laughs> you want more you want more but the reason we want to talk about the halftime show aside from the fact that it was awesome yep. is because as we were watching it and i think you and i were on the same wavelength maybe not like, as i was watching it because i was, in, I was just no taking I, it all I, was, in. I was i was watching it i was, I was like in, i was just ugh. here comes the backlash <laughs> here it comes from beverly in wisconsin <laughs> here it comes and it did yeah and it did yeah. so what are our Sing thoughts file. about you know this, the halftime show being hypersexualized. I don't or, think it was. You know, or why, you know, as somebody uh, posted on their um, uh, Twitter, uh, why are they speaking Spanish? Because they're Hispanic. Um, Next. Right. But, but what do we think about that? <laughs> like, but, but you know what? But even the Check. Hispanic thing, because except for the two-second verse, oh, Shakira sang of a whole house scene. And, and obviously, the end where she said gracias. Uh, yeah, and, which, and, and the waka waka, the uh, time for Africa, that's... That's that's not Spanish. I think she sang it in like Swahili or something. Okay, but it's not English. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right, okay, yeah, right. right. so, right. I mean, these people don't know the difference between Spanish fair and enough, Swahili. Fair enough, fair enough, Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, people yeah. would criticize that. Um, yeah, Beverly and Taylor. <laughs> what do we think about that? I mean, I there's a part of me that's still shocked about that, when that these people have that happen, reaction. and then there's a part of me that's like, why are you being shocked, stupid? I mean, I'm I, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I'm shocked in the sense of like, really, we're in 2020, we're still like, you know, we're, we're saying, why is the woman from Colombia saying, you know, hola? Mm -hmm. Because she's from Colombia. Mm -hmm. Next. And by the way, there's no you in Colombia. Only if you go to the school. Right. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, I want to be shocked, but I don't know that I am. I'm more shocked about the fact that not that, that we still have to go around defending, you know, and, and making a, a stink about it on our end, telling people that like, yeah, that was not the Cuban flag. That was the oh Puerto Rican flag. That whole debacle. And she is Puerto Rican by culture, and Puerto Ricans are Americans. Like, mm -hmm. so yes, I, I, I that's okay. The part can we talk about that I'm for a minute? I'm tired of having that discourse. Okay. Okay, you know the thing is, as you say to me sometimes, I'm having that discourse because if you see something in like, it, like I'm gonna say this, I'm just gonna let it come out. You see some Guido with an Italian, you know, flag. Nobody questions it. Nobody says like, you know, oh, but why are you wearing your Italian flag? You're an American. Nobody says that. Right. Nobody. Right. Why is it an issue when when we do it? Well, yeah, that's what 95 why? episodes of Pero Let Me Tell You have why? been yeah, about. <laughs> Welcome to why we exist, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting is, which I mentioned this to you before we started recording, I know a lot of people who I'm not going to yeah, name yeah. who were really upset that the halftime show, and these are all Latin, Latin people, people, was so Latin 
that they were of the opinion these were Latin, these but are bona fide Latin people. We're Miami. And, and I explained to them, I'm like, listen, the Super Bowl, obviously, you take people that are popular and whatever. See, it's, but, it's, but it's an algorithm. Many times they do something that's an ode to the host city. So if you're in Detroit, you, know, you do Motown. If you having are, the Georgia, what is the Georgia? Well, Georgia, Florida line. Well, they are in Florida, but you know, having like true. a country act, let's say, and they're right. having like Dolly a, Parton. You know, on a Miami, as much as we love Dolly, I love Dolly as much. You know, no in a Miami Pintanada. Super Bowl, no pintanada. So you know what I told these people who were like, oh, because you know why did why did Jennifer Lopez have to show the Puerto Rican flag? I'm like, uh, because. She's Puerto Rican, and uh, because it's uh, an American. Puerto territory. Ricans are Americans, uh, uh, and because yeah. she, and you know, and, and because, because she felt like it. because she wanted to, because she felt like it, because she fucking no, wanted to. But what I said to them, and they're like, "Oh no, we wouldn't have." I'm like, "Yes, you would." Yes, I'm they like, would have. Mira, if Pimple would have come out with a Cuban flag, and I'd be like, "Oye, dale, mi gente," you people would have been there like, "Viste, mira, mira el orgullo que el vida de por orgullo, siempre, él siempre eh, tiene los cubanos ajá, en mente, exa ajá. exactly, ajá, él lleva la patria yeah. adentro, exactly, right. but no, but J Lo can show the Puerto Rican flag. It, it's just, I. Hypocrisy but, but, abounds around this performance in so many ways. Like you were saying earlier, like, you know, oh, it's sexualized. It's like, yes. So instead, let's turn the cameras to the much less dressed cheerleaders. Right. Who I mean, are, have you seen the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders or routine? J-Lo was not undressed. She was wearing actually like a whole leotard thing. Look, and you she know, did a pole dance. She did a pole she dance. dance. So what? Whatever. Who hasn't? You know, but whatever. You know, I so I did something I shouldn't have done earlier this week. Which you warned me not to do. Did you engage in a comment section, a comment thing on YouTube? No, uh, no, no. Okay. Engage, no. But, <laughs> but, when all these... Um, oh, you didn't go on Twitter. When all you? these comments on Twitter oh. were going around about, like, the Cuban flag. Because right. the first person I saw post some... It, on my personal Instagram, mm. somebody who's actually Dominican posted a picture of the Puerto Rican and the Cuban flag. And he's like, know the difference, stupid. And he's Dominican. And I was like... Why is he posting that? Right, like, right, right. I, I right. Catch you off guard, right? I, and and I actually DM'd him. And I'm like, hey, why are you posting this? He's like, oh, because of the whole thing that people are seeing. Yeah. Why they showed the Cuban flag? Well, that's why we posted the, the Sheldon Cooper right, fun with flags. This was in the morning. This was oh, in the morning. Oh, okay, okay, right? okay. This was Monday morning, and <clears throat> so then I did later in the day when yeah, now we we're talking about the Cuban flag and right, we we're right. talking about you know the, why did she show the Puerto Rican flag for other people and the whole you know over sexualized I did something I shouldn't have done and I went to the comment section on Twitter and how do you even have hair because you would, I, I, how did you not just pull it out and, out of clumps and I know I, I went after everything you told me not yep. to do because I don't have Twitter um, but I did and it was just exactly what I thought it would. And without making this political, because this isn't my, my point is not to it's make not this political. Every single person that had a problem with either Jennifer Lopez or Shakira being too sexualized or had a problem with the Puerto Rican flag or had a problem with the Cuban flag, which was not part right, of right, the right, okay, <laughs> was a Trump person. And the reason why is because every negative comment, every single negative comment, I clicked on the person. And everything was like, Jesus lover mommy of, you know, whatever, whatever, oh. Trump 2020. And I'm like, ay, ya empezamos man. Every person, without Jesus. exception, without exception. It doesn't surprise me. 
And what I've always said about como this, es, not all Trump, como es, not all Trump voters are ignorant, but most ignorant people are Trump voters. No, but well, what what I was gonna say is, okay, what happened to the day? Of just watching something and not liking it and just not liking it and not feeling that you have to, you know, project no, to the world no, your negativity no, 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 as no, no, to no, why no, this no, sucks. No, no. no, because now I have a voice and my voice has to be heard and my voice is important. What do I, what, what do I always tell you? What do I always tell you about the internet? What we always say, yeah, it's what, the best thing is that it gave everybody a voice. The worst, and the worst thing. thing is that it gave everybody a voice. Exactly. I mean, okay, you didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Oh well. I didn't like it. I'll mention it to like my friends, you know, and, people around yeah, right. me, humans they, around me. If they say like, "Oh, did you see the show?" You could be like, "I was so stupid," or "It was horrible," or whatever. Like, fine. But why do you feel the? And why? Why is it that when people? I know why. Actually, I, I answered my own question in my head. When they go on social media to express negative opinions, it's never. Huh. Just saw the Super Bowl halftime show. It was all right. Or didn't really care for it. Not my cup of tea. It's never that. No. It's always, you know, like, oh, these two slutty whores showing their immigrant selves all across my nation's pastime. Right. And it's always like. It always becomes this like. And my children thing. were in the room. Uh, Save the children. It's like, let me tell you your something. Your children are watching I have, porn I have, on I have a child. I have a child. And when we saw the Super Bowl halftime show, there were several children there. And I'm going to tell you that the children were not traumatized. The children are just fine. <laughs> but then again, they're coming from a Latin house. Hispanic children. Where it's you know, it's um, yeah, dancing is. We're, we're raised that people here know how to move their hips, you know, in public. <laughs> and you know, hips don't lie. It, thank you, Shaki. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought it was great. I loved every moment of it. Um, I think it was great the fact that it was to you know Latina Hispanic women up yeah, there. Which was history in the making. Yes, first time. and um, actually, I heard I heard uh, somebody say something that was incorrect. That they were the first time a they were like a first time that a Latin well, woman has no, no, had no, no. two Latinas is the is what because was. really the first one was Gloria Stefan damn right it was yeah look at the thing is that Gloria Stefan did the halftime show when it wasn't still the halftime show that turned like into like post Michael Jackson. It wasn't the production. Because in the early 90s, which she did, it was like a showcase kind of thing. Like, I, I know that hers was in 92, which was the year of the Winter Olympics. And they had, like, um, este, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Hamilton. Um, Not Lemanuel Miranda. No. Eh, <laughs> Scott. Scott. Scott Hamilton and, like, other. Oh, Kathy, the, the Olympians. Yes. Skating. And she came oh, out. okay, okay. She came out of, like, a, I don't know, a snowflake. So it was it was in like a headlining concert. It was <laughs> nothing says Miami Sound Machine like the winter. Yeah. <laughs> no, because really when you look back at like the history of Super Bowl halftime shows, this is the learn part yes, of the listen, yes, laugh, and learn. Yes. When you look at the history of the Super Bowl halftime shows, for many years it was just like marching bands. Yeah, yeah. Then in like the eighties up to like the early nineties, it was like showcases. Like Disney right. would produce one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like Disney did like um like a Beauty and the Beast themed one, or like a like a Disney, Disney one, yeah, 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 and then MTV started producing them. So then the first real like kind of headlining act was actually in 1991 with the New Kids on the Block. Oh, that was the first one. That was the first one that like, like a major like, like pop now, star like this, right? Headlined, mm -hmm. but it but even theirs wasn't like a concert. There, it was produced by Disney, and they came out and sang a song. Okay, and then Gloria Stefan the following year. The one that changed it was Michael Jackson. 
in 93. With the Heal the, the World. And, yeah, and, right, and right. Billie Jean and all that. And he stood yeah. there for four minutes without saying a word. Um, you that's, know, one, that's one way to use your 12 you, minutes. You know what I'm talking about, right? When he first comes out, yeah. that he's standing there. It was like four a, minutes? It was four minutes. And the producers, it's actually because if you see footage. In that time, he could have saved the world. If you see footage of that. If you see footage mm-hmm. of that, because on NFL.com on YouTube, mm-hmm. you they have like the history and like the making right. of a lot of the Super Bowl halftime shows, and you hear like the producer, Michael, move, move, Michael, Michael, say something, <laughs> Michael, Michael, and he was just sitting there like, but you know he was Michael Jackson, he knew he was what he was doing, but he was the first one that was like, I'm putting on this spectacle, right, just right, me, right. and then from there it, took it off. went on, it took it took off, so. What are, what are some of your favorites? My favorite is U2, 2002, when they sang The Streets Have No Name. I mean, one of my favorites is just for nostalgia reasons. It's the the Britney Sync Aerosmith one. The Britney Sync Aerosmith Mary, Mary J. J. Blige. Blige. Yeah. I mean... It, she looked damn good that day. That was one of her best. Like, just... That was prime Britney. Yeah. Prime Britney. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Wait. Justin Timberlake has been to the halftime show three times? Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, because Sunday was also Janet Jackson Appreciation Day, Janet's performance yeah. is up there for me. Yeah. So, NFL, Prince. if you're listening to this, well, Jay-Z, if you're listening to this. That's right, because Rock Nation's producing Please it give Janet Jackson the Super Bowl. Is she just not allowed to come back to the Super Bowl? I, 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 don't, Justin, I don't know If this. Justin came back, she could come back. In theory, but she, no, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying I wonder if it's one of those double well, standard I, things. I don't think. Well, of course, it's a double standard thing. Hence, he headlined the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, that's true. Hello, we had a whole conversation about this in episode three. If it does, and we did I actually in episode three. So, <laughs> anyway, so are we caucusing in front of everyone? <laughs> I the Iowa. I like caucus. to caucus in private. Yeah, is that a, the Iowa caucus? <laughs> so, what do we think about the Iowa caucus? I'm gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I told you just a little earlier. I'm like, I'm not exactly too sure about what the Iowa caucus is all about. So, are we gonna listen, laugh, and learn? I think this is gonna be the learn part. But okay. Cliff notes it. Okay, so the Iowa caucus, and really, really quick. So in Iowa, they still caucus and i realize that a lot of people may not know what caucusing is so in caucusing it's not actual like ballots like you traditionally know you know on on election day you go and you vote vote and you have a ballot there's different forms that you could caucus the most common one is uh they'll have uh you know churches community centers um even people's houses okay where people get together and in this particular case, a caucus for the Democrats, mm-hmm. um, somebody will make the case for Joe Biden, for Bernie Sanders, for mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, so on and so forth. And then when it's time to vote, people will go into a respective corner. Mm-hmm. So the Pete Buttigieg people go to this corner. The Pete, you know, Bernie Bernie people go to this corner. If your candidate, and then they just like say, okay, five, three, right. So if your candidate got less than fifteen. Then those people in that gathering, yes. Then those people's votes are up for grabs, if you will. At that point in time, like if those fifteen, because if it got less than fifteen, so let's say there's twelve people okay. that, um, you know, obviously didn't get to for 
uh, 15 and are going for Biden, mm -hmm. I, as a Pete Buttigieg person, could be like, listen, these are the reasons why you should vote for Pete. Come to my corner. Okay. And so on and so forth. And until, It's like a political game of Red Rover. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> until they go ahead and they give their vote to that candidate. The in that gathering. In so that, that gathering. So that gathering ultimately comes out and says, we vote for X. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So then you put those all together. Okay. The reason why, because, you know, a lot of people say that Iowa is not representative of the U.S. Demographically of at the all. demographic yeah. at all. So why is there so much importance in this? The reason is because historically, they have gotten it wrong a few times, historically, Whoever wins the Iowa caucus either wins the nomination for their party mm -hmm. or wins the presidency. Wow. I, I, again, there have been years where they no, got claro, it. It's not foolproof. Uh, they got it wrong. But most of the time it is. And obviously because at this point in time, it's kind of a chicken or the egg argument. At this point in time, because the Iowa caucus is such a thing, right. whoever wins the Iowa caucus leaves with like huge momentum. So okay. they're most probably likely to win New Hampshire, which is another very important state and like the okay. very, very beginning of the primaries. Right. It's like going so, into the Oscars having won the SAG and the Golden Globe. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, it... it Again, now it's kind of, a, as I said, chicken-egg so, argument. It's like, okay, yeah. are you popular because you're popular? Are you popular because... Yeah, did you get the nomination because you did, you got the nomination or because of Iowa? Yeah, right, so... Right. But the point is that it's still actually very important. It's still very important. So, you know, um, for better or for worse. Right. But I know that they're having, like, un tremendo... They had a tremendo, had tremendo like, problem well, with the... Well, good thing it wasn't in Florida this time. You know what? That's right. Let's all pat ourselves on the back. It wasn't us. It was not Florida this time. <laughs> this time. This time. This time it was not. Anyway, so we have a great interview with you yes, guys. Yes, a fantastic pair of guests. Yes. You know, coming up. We they have, have legit pop stars or yeah. legit. You like know. they're they're I mean they're they're musicians, they're pop stars, yeah. yeah. So we have the Domino Saints coming up. Uh it, it was absolutely fantastic. As you're listening to this, they are on tour. Yes. So if they're in your town, go see them. And if not, jump before on Before they head on, before they went on stage, they sat down yep. to a quick interview with us. Like in a green room. Yes. I mean, <laughs> literally, we're not kidding. So, um, so yeah, it's a total treat. It was a great interview. And what I really liked about it, and you guys will hear in the interview when they join us now, is um, not only is the music they produce great, but there's a reason why they do the music they do, and there's like a history, and and these people really know the history yeah. of where they are musicians. this music comes from. That In every you sense. know reggaeton or um, whatever genre of music, it's not what it is just by accident. There's a reason. There there's a place where all these rhythms and all these beats come from. So I thought that was really interesting. So without any further ado, yeah. After these words from our sponsor, Domino Saints. Hey everyone, this is DJ from Pero Let Me Tell You. And if you've been following us since the first season, you probably remember that once upon a time I had really long hair. And I've made no secret uh, that I'm really picky about my hair and who cuts my hair and so on and so forth. So that's why I'm really excited to tell you guys today about Mankind Grooming. Uh, Mankind is just not any barbershop. It really is an experience. Um, aside from getting a great haircut and a beard trim, Mankind also has a full spa for men. You can have a manicure, a pedicure, a massage, a facial, and a bunch of other services that they offer at their spa. 
and even better is that they have a bar and a pool table so you could have a drink you could shoot some pool while you get a massage and you cut your hair maybe not all at the same time but it certainly is an experience and there really is there are not a lot of places in miami that offer this experience so i really recommend you guys check this out plus all first-time clients can get 25 percent off any service that's right, 25% off. So if you're looking for a unique grooming or spa experience, you definitely need to check out Mankind Grooming Services. Visit mankindformen.com today for more information and tell them, pero let me tell you, sent you. Oye, mi South Florida gente, this year, we here at Pero Let Me Tell You are teaming up with the Kiwanis of South Florida for several Carnaval Miami events and can't wait to see all of you out and about. The first of these events is Miss Carnaval Miami, taking place on February 8th at the Manuel Artime Theater. The Miss Carnaval Miami competition is all about finding this year's ambassador to the Carnaval events. These young ladies are competing for the opportunity to demonstrate their strength and pride in being Latina and giving back to their community by participating in several charitable partnerships. And you can witness the start of that journey by attending the Miss Carnaval Miami competition on Saturday, February 8th. Visit MissCarnavalMiami2020.eventbrite.com for tickets, and you never know which of these events we might just pop up at. And we're back. We are here, guys. As we said, we are here with the one, the only, probably the premier Latin urban male-female duo. Um, I like to think of them as like, you know, reggaeton pimpinela without the incest. Yeah, Modern day pimpinela, right, but cooler. Right, but cooler. Like, it's not brother and sister who we're talking about, you know, weird, better hair. weird things. Um, the Domino Saints. Thank yeah. you guys so much oh, for being here. Thank you for being here, guys. But you guys never been compared to Pimpinela before. Many times. It's funny. I like that you took many the incest times. out of it. That's cool. no. yeah, well, you, yeah. you always got to take the incest yeah. out of it. Hopefully yeah. a much sexier, you know, well, I mean, a little bit dirtier version. Def of definitely sexier. Definitely blonder. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we're here with uh, with Gigi Ojeda and David Leal, who are, like I said, Domino Saints. And again, yeah. thank you guys for coming. Of course. Wow, I, it's funny because we were talking before we started, listeners, that I've actually known about your music for a bit now. So for me to like sit across from you guys, it's just, <laughs> I'm a little starstruck. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a little so like, sweet. I'm a little like, so you guys are like singers I've been hearing. Yeah, and I told you, it's like you walked out of the music video because like right before I was like, you know, for like, you know, obviously preparation for the thing, for the interview, I was like seeing a lot of your more current music videos mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, now you're here in the flesh. <laughs> it's like the real. No, I'm, we're super happy to be here, honestly. I love doing interviews in Miami because I feel like Miami's, even though we're from Puerto Rico, Miami has been such an amazing home for us. I think it opened the doors for us as a career. And I just love, love, love being here and just dealing with Miami people. Que podemos hablar español, inglés, you know, oh everything. So very exciting. How long have you guys been here now in, in Miami? I think off and on. Seven years, I think. Since okay. the first time we came over, we've lived here. We've lived in Colombia. In the meantime, we've been back and forth. We've been on a plane a lot, but Miami always seems to be the place where we end okay. up just chilling. And, and so you're originally from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, okay. yeah. Razor entire mm -hmm. life, and it wasn't until like 2012 that we decided to come here. Actually, I, how it what I'm, happened I'm, was I'm more of a mutt. Like I arrived in Puerto Rico when I was little, but I was born in Venezuela to Colombian parents, mm -hmm. and they oh, raised okay. me in PR. So yeah. I grew mm -hmm. up there, but my family's originally Colombian, which gives me mm -hmm. like this 
kind of unique uh, view of what Latin American culture is like because as a Colombian kid that grew up in Puerto Rico, consider myself Puerto Rican now, um, I noticed how similar the cultures are. There's so much stuff that like makes us all one thing, you know, like Maradona says, la patria grande en Latinoamérica. I think mm-hmm. we all, if you're Hispanic in a way, you know what that means and like, you know how you have this like love and appreciation for anyone who's Hispanic, no matter what country they're from. Because we all have a similar experience and we all have a similar background and we try to put that in our music too. Yeah, yeah well, you definitely do. Um, I think one of the beauties of it is, I, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, what are we calling it this week? Latin, urban, reggaeton, what is it called? Like, it, it, I mean, right? It's well, like, but, but I feel, I feel <laughs> that your like, music, it, it, it has a little bit of everything because obviously right. there's, there's pop, mm-hmm. there's, it's urban, yeah, urban, yeah. but urban is such a, a it's broad, broad yeah. Broad. But that's there's the like, reason why we put it. I, oh, okay, all right, like a nice catch all. All right, I even hear, because we like to be able to surf the wave and see what we yeah. You know, there's obviously reggaeton. I even hear a little bit of dance hall. Yeah, in that, honestly, there. that is the biggest influence. Like, yeah. when we, yeah. David and I started. Uh, we were actually doing separate projects. I was singing jazz and bossa nova of oh, all things. But I, like no, 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 no. But I will say I can hear that in your voice. I can, When I hear your voice, I can see you doing jazz. Yeah. So I did that. He was doing like rock and, and stuff like that. But we've always, I mean, growing up in Puerto Rico, reggaeton and dancehall and reggae is a huge part of, of Puerto Rican culture. You know, yeah. every weekend there was like surf contests and there would be like huge reggae artists coming down and dancehall. And uh, so we love, love, love reggae and dancehall. And I felt like I was missing, you know, I love jazz and I used to love Bossa Nova, but I'm like, I like singing, singing people dance when, when I sing, right, you know, right, and right, I, right. I was like missing. I, and we were talking about it all the time. And it was actually our friends were like, why do you guys do, you guys don't do a duo or something, you know, there isn't a, a female male duo that right. does like dancehall, reggaeton. And we're like, you know what? We've, how come we've never thought about it? Right. <laughs> so that's how, how it started. So you guys came across very organically. If, yeah. If, if that's the case. What year was this? This was a very long time well, ago. We were, we're was studying like... music at the time in Boston and Berkeley. And oh, wow. Yeah, Gigi did songwriting. I did drums and percussion. I had done engineering before, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to study until until I'm tired of studying. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't about getting a degree for me. It was actually about just becoming a better musician. The process. The thing is, like, we always played in, and like Gigi said, we always played in all sorts of stuff. I played in a lot of rock bands. I played in everything from punk, hardcore, to just Brit, rock, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also played a lot of reggae, and I played a lot of, like, Jamaican reggae and Jamaican ska. And, and in Puerto Rico, I played with this band, which was called La Fundacion, and they were, like, super, super strict about, like, not playing a song that wasn't older than, you know, had to be older than 1985 and back, mm. you know. So wow. that made me had to learn all these, like, incredibly old reggae tunes. And when, like, me and Gigi, we grew up at the beginning of reggaeton in Puerto Rico, it was, like, it was still very, like, sampled Jamaican mm. dance hall. Mm. Like, everything sounded like Murder, She Wrote, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah. sounded like Murder, She Wrote. Oh, it's Spanish and, like, right. Exactly. That's Worst things exactly. to sound like. Yeah. No, no they were literally, literally still. Like, oh, that was legit. Like, like carjacked <laughs> melody. <laughs> the Jamaicans stopped selling their music in Puerto Rico. That happened. They stopped. Because really? people were just like. They were just stealing the songs and changing lyrics in, in Spanish. Yeah. Hasta llego. Ahí fue que empezó reggaeton. Let me wow. ask you this, though. Yeah. And this is a very rudimentary question to even ask nowadays mm-hmm. how would you define reggaeton because i feel reggaeton is one of these things that everybody knows what it is but not everybody can define well, it well reggaeton is spanish dance hall that's really what it is and and mm-hmm. and dembo which is just one of the rhythms within dance hall itself mm-hmm. was definitely the rhythm that that 
I would say Hispanic people appreciated more from mm -hmm. that whole library of stuff. But like when it, they first started it, they used to call it like underground or reggae. Yo canto reggae meant you could be a, a roots singer or you could really be a reggaeton singer. It wasn't any difference. Eddie D had dreadlocks. All these people were mm -hmm. like bad ass like reggaeton artists. Like I saw Nicki Jam at some point was wearing like a gangster hat with like uh, suspenders, like super rude boy vibe, you know? Mm -hmm. that, was, that was all intertwined. And then like, I think uh, hip hop from New York really also had an influence on, on, on the whole mm -hmm. thing. So at some point, reggaeton became, or underground became also very like almost gangster rap influence, you mm -hmm. know, and that vibe was there. So that, that created like a separation back home for what was like considered like roots and what would be considered like, you know, underground, mm -hmm. which was still like, we, everyone knew it was a Jamaican beat, but it was like a very New York hip hop vibe on top of it. And, you know, eventually, um, I know it was Daddy Yankee, he was singing at like a, a party that was gonna go all night, mm -hmm. you know, and they were gonna be singing Cantando Reggae Toda La Noche. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a teleton goes on all night. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, Me vamos a estar aquí cantando canciones de reggae, un reggaeton. <laughs> Boom, that's the name. Yeah. You know, he that's where it is. And th that's interesting huh. because he was like the first person, at least to mainstream, mainstream yeah. With, yeah. with gasolina. Claro. Um, wow, that's really interesting. I bet you a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know, know that. A lot of people don't know it. And I think it's obviously us growing up in the island and seeing the evolution of on the ground to what is now reggaeton, which has been like a humongous jump. Yeah, now it's. Because before it was like very, very ratchet, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. They complain about the lyrics now, and people have no <laughs> idea the things that you would see and hear <laughs> back then. I mean, that's, they complain. It's like Emily Post now compared I know, to like, that. People complain about the dancing now, how it's too sexual. And I'm like, I remember growing up, I mean, it was literally just, you know, going at it in, in you know, yeah. in, the, in the dance floor. I, I look at them now, I'm like, that's so light, you know? It's there's, like, there's choreography <laughs> now. It's, <laughs> no, but it's always been a little more hardcore back home. Oh, right? yeah. Like, much harder. Like, yeah. we go dance so. anywhere. Like, we're in, we were in, on tour in Mexico, and, like, they were playing reggaeton, and, like, we just, like, danced half a song, and, and, uh, and, and it wasn't even, like, like, we weren't even being... I don't know. We were just dancing how we yeah, normally dance. Yeah. We weren't even no, being right. into it, you, normal, know? you know? And, like, we weren't seven drinks in when you don't care anymore, you know? We were just dancing. <laughs> and I look around, and everyone's staring at us, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like, it was yeah, so, like... and, you know, and that's, Puerto Rico people dance very sexually. Well, the Caribbean in general, you know, yeah. like, Jamaica, they take it to another level. Yeah, I've been know, at a Jamaican like, dancehall party when I'm literally just standing against the wall. And then just, like, this girl, I have no idea who she is, just comes, like, running at me, just, like, you know, just demolishes me against the wall and then just leaves and i'm yeah. just like what just happened like and yeah. that's normal for them you know it's part well, of the culture I, I like that you said that because we we had talked previously you know um this is actually a good week to be puerto rican with yeah. the super bowl yeah. and all that contrary you know. to whatever they was talking about i mean i think there's but one of the things which when this was happening i'm like you watch you watched they're gonna say this <laughs> yeah. that people were like freaked out at like how provocative oh, they both were especially j-lo I mean, and all that oh, and i'm please. like i'm like this is the way especially caribbean people dance because yeah. it's a warmer is, temperature people because we were less close. the same thing no, for us just, this is the way see, i don't remember seeing curves. anything provocative but it wasn't of course not because you know it wasn't it wasn't through those eyes i think caribbean women have 
voluptuous bodies. That's part of it. That's part of it. And, and that's beautiful. Well, I don't. You don't see any men complaining about that halftime show. I think it's only women that can identify. Yeah. That I don't know what happened there because I think that I it was, was for me not it. because I'm Latina at all. Mm-hmm. It's just being very objective. I'm a super fan of the halftime show. Mm-hmm. I've been following for a long time, and honestly, I would say that Michael Jackson and Prince. you know, yeah. I mean, Prince, Prince was and, also, and but one. I would say that Shakira and JLo was, they tore it. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. They're, they're definitely they, going to be up there. They're yeah. going to be yeah. up. They, they entertained me every single second. Yeah. They were amazing. The yeah, he was never bored. Amazing. The never bored. The bored you know, so, and yeah. honestly, I, well, there, yes, there was a poll, but it wasn't even a big deal. Like, I don't understand why people are making such a big deal. It's like, it's well, because, because I think, I think, which is, well, she just did a stripper movie and then. The polls and the halftime show, so people associate it with that. And I think honestly, that's the hard thing about but if, pole dancing is there's how do you break the stigma of just anything happening on a pole dance? First of all, it's a great yeah. workout. Oh, as, it's amazing. Yeah. As someone who has climbed a pole and gotten bruised on one while coming down, <laughs> it is a hell of a workout and it's harder <laughs> it than it looks. Hard. It is. But also, she didn't even do anything overtly sexual no. with the pole. No. If you no. really yeah. look at she's it, being acrobatic. Yeah, she's being acrobatic. They used it almost as like a thing to get her above the dancers. Yeah. Right. You know, they were very strategic in how they used it kind of i think to navigate that yeah. no, I agree. let's like, not have her Sir you know would have done it no one would have said it was a stripper pole yeah. of course exactly of course but i just think you know because one of the things that we always stress here on the show is and it's the reason really why we have the podcast it's to explain mm-hmm. our culture yeah. you know and how it's so frustrating sometimes that we have to explain our culture over and over mm-hmm. and over again because people just don't get it and that is the way that Latins dance, especially yeah. in the Caribbean. That that's very normal to us. So I could just yeah imagine you know what's her name Beverly in Minnesota being like oh my god my kids right. my kids but then she grew blind. up she grew up wanting to be a Dallas <laughs> Cowboys cheerleader. Yeah, how come yeah. is that they just see? I mean, we were at the Super Bowl event and we saw these San Francisco cheerleaders yeah. and they were half naked, yeah. shaking their butts, and you're gonna tell me that that's not sexual? that's wholesome. Come on. That's wholesome. Yeah, that's, that's cute. By the way, yeah. and I, that I, it's like, they were beautiful. I will give them and I, you know, but hey, We're not taking it away not, from the ladies. No, but all I'm saying they, is like, they killed it let's, too. Yeah. I mean, like I, would think, I would think it's a very touchy subject because I, I don't like talking about it, but sometimes you think like, let's say, what if Taylor Swift danced like that in a Super Bowl? Would she be you know, if Taylor if can dance would, like that, would she be criticized? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To be like, like that. Cool. If Taylor can, Swift yeah. can dance yeah. like a Latina, then she then, should. Then she can dance. Then she should. But then she should. Would she be criticized? Not to that degree. going to be people, exactly. but not to that degree. It's, exactly. People no. are afraid of what they don't understand. Actually, where they're not. On, on that note, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, you you guys are are you know, it's a male female you know duo in urban. Have you met any type of criticism? I mean, as a woman yeah. in in oh, this, God. you know, in this industry, and again, I listen to your music. You're not mm-hmm. saying anything. Me as a guy, I've gotten criticism. you know, I've gotten the, really the super. How can you let her? Dress oh, okay, like you've that, gotten that like criticism. That oh, okay, stuff. like it's crazy, and I, honestly, we don't care, man. I mean, yeah, I've gotten a lot of criticism, especially. Um, it's funny because in our culture, mm-hmm. you know how we're super sexy, but at the same time, we're super religious, which mm-hmm. is like these two things yep. that are like. What they is it, the, do not the Madonna Whore complex? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like how they, you know, they love, you know, going out there and dancing and being all sexual and dressing sexy and showing off your boobs. Never leave the house without makeup. Never, exactly. You know, yeah. But then if you they see you in a, in a video, it's like, <gasps> how dare you? Yeah. Like, how are you? You look like a, a slut and la la. We didn't, grow, you know, my parents were like, yo no te quería así. You know, and, you know, and all these wow. things that they're all like, you know, stop and honestly, it. You know, it wasn't, stop it, it wasn't even that. 
Like, yeah, it wasn't the best. It's just like it's the do- la doble moral. Yeah. You know, claro. it's like when you think about it, are we really? Do we really believe this? Are we just saying that because we? It's like someone you know, or we're ashamed of it in some way, or but. I don't know. I just think that with the whole Jaylo and Shakira thing, I think that it, it goes a little beyond um, just them shaking their booty. I think no, it there's has more there's also definitely there's there's an element of prejudice and racism. Yeah. And, oh, oh, absolutely. And that's and I yeah. think we all recognize it. But at this point, I've never been a denier that there's a problem with racism in this country. I, what I've been doing to try to combat that is doing what Bob Marley said, honestly. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but he used to say that love and music was a cure for racism. And mm-hmm. like we make music that's in English and Spanish because if anything, we're trying to bridge that gap and like, you know, call out to people that don't only speak Spanish and be like, hey, listen, this is Latin culture and some of it's in English so you guys can participate as well and feel included. And that's that's one of the things Domino Saints does. We don't want to just make music only for Spanish people or people who speak Spanish. You know, we want to make music that's Latin that anybody can enjoy, honestly. And I think at end result, like, if there is a lot of discrimination right now, you know, somebody has to end it. And if we have to be the, the bigger person or bigger man, per yeah. se, mm-hmm. and, and reach across the aisle or whatever and be mm-hmm. like, hey, man, come and have a drink with us and... You know what? You don't like how to dance. I'll I'll get a friend to come over and dance with you, and I'm sure you'll feel better. In a I second. wonder. I wonder if all the you know the American men that complained about it would they mind if J Lo actually asked them out and but to I don't dance think it was or something the men like that. that. Yeah, I know women. there was a lot of. I don't women think the men was... complained. I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think... let, let, let's go. Let's embrace that that thought for a minute. I don't think you know most straight guys out there are going. That's too much. Ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think we're the too much. Ass. I think the, guy, even no. the guys in the militia somewhere in like Oklahoma were like, "Damn, they look good." Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so when you guys are writing your your songs, your music, mm-hmm. how is that process for you? I think it varies. There's no straight up formula. Um, sometimes it's just me and David and the guitar, or sometimes I'm just taking a shower and something comes to my head, you <laughs> know, melody, and I'm running and I put in a little voice memo. Mm-hmm. I actually dream a lot with, with melody, so I wake up in the middle of my night and I'm just doing voice memos. And mm-hmm. um, or sometimes we'll just do the straightforward where it's like we we hire a producer, we get in the studio, and we do something from scratch. Or just listen to a beat someone sent you and write on it. It can, yeah. it can. There's no formula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just um, being open to. I I always go back to that ride the wave thing. You know, like right. if it if it's two in the morning and, and it has happened to me too <laughs> that like it's like crap. This idea is in my head. If you don't, re- it, it's happened that I didn't record it thinking I'd remember, and then the next day I yeah, didn't it, it never comes back. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But um, when it comes. You just have to ride the wave. Yeah, so. I always have a notebook next to my bed, and my, obviously my phone, just in case if it's a melody. But if it's a right, and you'll see it, it doesn't even make any sense. I'm just like uh, half asleep, just like scribbling. <laughs> but I'll get it the next morning. I mean, you know, but I, I think that it's, it's interesting, and, and I don't think any artist should follow any formulas. I just you have to go and follow your muse and what you feel, and it really express what you what you're, you're feeling in the moment, whether it is because you were playing the guitar and something came to you, or you experimented something and you wrote it down and then you wrote the lyrics and um and the melody and you work with the producer so there's really no straightforward way that we do now something that i i noticed in in going over like your catalog is um you guys have kind of haven't done the traditional like proper like 10 12 song album release singles whatever next album Mm -hmm. you've kind of released like singles that have taken off and all that how, uh, was that done con- like on purpose or Not you just no. 
that was, <laughs> that's, that's how, because now I feel there's no rules for the music industry. There's no yeah. rules. I love the faces she made. Where she's like, just like, I can't even pretend that I, that I did. Nope. Not at all. I think it, we were a victim of, of dealing with major labels for a while. And, of um, labels in general. Yeah, you know, actually, we wrote three full uh, full albums, wow. three of them that never came out. And it was like, before getting signed the first time, we had finished an album, we got signed to Capitol, and they're like, you know what? Now that you're, let's just start a new one. Forget about that one. We'll start yeah. a new one. And we're like, okay. We released a couple of singles, and then Universal bought Capital, <laughs> so we merged into Universal, so and the, so we that had that album never came out. Yeah. No, so that the album we so did now, with Capital so didn't like come two, out. Two albums, yeah, also that came okay. out, and then same thing with Universal. Like, oh, forget that. Let's just start brand new. You know, let's start something with us. You know, we'll we'll put you in with different producers. We're like, okay, no problem. We do a couple of singles with them, and then. Shit hits the fan, you know, they start firing people, and we decide that, you know what, we don't want to be in this company anymore, we kind of want to go fully independent. Right. And then, you, there you go, you have three full-length albums that never came out, <laughs> and a whole bunch of singles. And, and, you know, that's what happened. That's why we're in this moment right now. We we have our own label now. We're yeah. our only yes. label. And that's, you guys yeah. just released your EP on that label, right? Yeah. Island King's so Volume 1? it's actually one. a it's full a, album. It's a full it's album, album. Oh, okay. by two. So it's Volume 1 and Volume 2. Okay. But it's it's a full length album, so it's actually our first full length album. That's and crazy to me because you guys have been doing this for how long now? I know it's ten years now that we've been at it. Ten years, and this is like the first proper yeah. album. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say the ten year mark is very special in an artist's life. Yeah. I think it te- takes ten years for you as a human being to find yourself, but also as an artist. But to, to become like, self aware. Right? Yes, you know, to be become a writer, a better artist, a better performer. It takes ten years. Uh, especially when you start super young, you have no idea what you're doing. You know, you just want to sing and that's it. But creating your own sound, finding what you want to do, and what's your, ¿cuál es tu camino? Like, there's different types of artists. There's artists that have their own creative like vibe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Very, very defined, you know, internally. And I think that's our case. Like, we know we understand what the hell we're trying to do. And it took us a long time (laughs) to be able to communicate that to the people we were producing with until a certain point, like it just clicked, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that takes time to develop and grow into something. But once it clicked, like we started putting out songs that were getting number one on Billboard, getting picked to go to Vina, where, you know, there's tours happening, there's people calling us for concerts. We know we're doing something right, Right. Right. but we're doing it while being sincere to what we want to do, you know? And there's other artists that have, you know, they just have a whole team of people that tells them what to do. Like, hey, you know, they have someone that's deciding who they're going to work with, what songs are going to come out, all this stuff. And or they don't even cool. write. They don't even write. Some, so yeah, some show not, not every yeah. artist writes. Some of them just sing, you know. Some of them literally have everything done for them, like like literally like to the T, like 
this is what you're wearing today, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what you're singing tomorrow, and they don't question anything. And you know what? If they're cool not questioning anything, that's awesome. Yeah, but then they don't get to wear cool jackets like the one you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but I think people can see through it. I mean, people see, see through it because I'm, I'm like a big music lover, and the first thing I always check when I like the song is see if that person wrote it. Yeah. Like, to me, songwriting is very awesome. important. It's very important. I mean, I don't care who you are and how good you could sing. If you didn't write that song, yeah. it's not yours. If for me, I, that's how I feel. Like, I've tried to do the whole, like, singing other people's songs, but I just can't connect with it. Yeah, but too. some people are really great interpreters, you mm. know? So right, they'll, right. they'll take somebody's song and they'll just, how they interpret it, just like blows you away. Like Billie you know? Eilish. Billie, well, but, yeah. Know, she's but she's singing a bunch of songs. stuff, but she's singing about a bunch of stuff that there's no way she's lived through. And but let's say Mark really Anthony. I know that Mark Anthony doesn't write a lot of his right, songs. Right, right. But he sings those songs and they just like get yeah. you to yeah. you, right. you know? So, I mean, I think people have that gift. I don't have that gift. I feel like I have to connect. The only way I connect with my songs is if I write them. Mm. You know, obviously, That's we collab with a lot of people. Mm. We collaborate with other songwriters, and we do everything together. Mm. But straight up, like, they give me a song and, like, sing it. I have a hard time with yeah, it, me too. you know? Wow. So, yeah. But that, really that, that changes. I don't think we've ever actually put out a song no. that we didn't. And we tried. We tried. But it was like, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> so your your new record, talk to us a little bit about the process of this record. And Island Kings. Island yeah. Kings. Well, um, first of all, I want to talk about why it's called Island Kings. Yeah, it was good. Um, and, well, for us, we've struggled a lot. We come from the Caribbean, and we really have to fight for stuff. And so once you, like, you know, achieve a certain level of respect, I guess you feel, you know, like you've earned some space. Um, you're, you've earned your own space. And that's something really important to us. And um, we wanted to talk about that experience on the album. And so we wanted to make maybe like it's, it's like a book of a chapter of stories. You can't read one chapter and know the book, right? You got to read every chapter. Oh, and that's how we decided to look at this because there's too many ideas that we wanted to express. So we couldn't do it in just like one song. We have to do an album. And um, we wanted to kind of like communicate and everything this very amazing a lot of love sensuality a lot of tropical vibe and a lot of the feeling that we grew up with on the island which honestly you could have very little but if you know you have the girl of your dreams and you live in puerto rico bro you live like a king you know (laughs) and so that's the vibe of the album it's not like a pretentious oh we want to be island kings because we are rich or more powerful or nothing no it's actually like hey i need less to feel amazing and that's kind of the vibe and there's a bunch of different songs on it that we've been working on for how long like years yeah for a couple of years yeah so we Um, did some of it in Medellin. we did some of it in in puerto rico we did some of it in miami um we work from people from all the different islands we work from people with you know cuban people puerto rican people dominican people people from san andres isla which is a very interesting place they're like a tiny island that belongs to colombia oh it's close to nicaragua and jamaica but they used to belong to Great Britain. And so they somehow decided to become part of Colombia instead of Great Britain. So they adopted Spanish after speaking English for I don't know but, how many years. But most people speak English, So they right? speak English, but I they speak like Patois. Like they speak like Jamaicans. And all the kids that we've met that are from that island, they're... Um, like, they follow the Jamaican reggae scene. Like, they even have the same games. Oh, wow. Like, they're like all that gully, rude boy stuff. Like, they follow it the same way. So they actually... I think they don't get enough credit in Colombia, but everybody who's a good 
urban artist in Colombia is either from San Andres or actually went to San Andres at some point to learn how to rap. And I mean, I'm including Jay Balvin went out there for a while to kind of like work with them uh-huh. and work with their like producers and like pick up some of the island flow. Same with Farina. Mm-hmm. She also lived out there for a long time. And the guys we've been working with, they're amazing. Math and Gogo, they're, they're part of this little group called La Compañia. Um, Jiggy Drama's from out there, I think. Oh, we on the drums, I think, is from out there too. So there's a lot of like a lot of the Colombian side of, of this genre is definitely rooted in San Andres. Doesn't so sound like that small of an island though. It's very <laughs> it's, tiny. It's tiny. It's, that's tiny. tiny. Like that's like you know like an island in in the Bahamas. You know, like wow. not even the size of Puerto Rico, which is still small compared to like Cuba. So something I wanted to ask you guys um, to get your take on um, is this whole debacle with the Grammys. I have my own opinion about the Grammys yeah. in general. This whole debacle with the Grammys about recognizing reggaeton. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, the Grammys, as we know, has not been, I don't know, culturally that advanced because it took them years to recognize hip-hop. Um, and even today, you can make a question whether they do or not. What is your take on that? And how, how do you see it progressing, if at all, with the Grammys? Oh, okay. Um, well, I think, honestly, we, we've talked a lot about this, but they need to create more categories. That is a fact. Like, not because they're trying to take something away from, from the reggaeton artists. It's because they're, the genre just grew too much and there's just mm. not enough space. Like, like, reggaeton used to be very hood, very street. That is a category. You know, like, right. like people like Kendo Caproni are like really freaking good at what they do. You know, they rap really hood stuff and it's hard and it's badass and it's got its place. You know, and then you have a guy like Luis Fonsi who did Despacito. He made on the same kind of rhythm. He made a, a beautiful urban pop song. Mm-hmm. So that's also a genre now within reggaeton, right? Mm-hmm. You got trap. That's another genre that's another, adapted yeah. from Atlanta and Miami to Puerto Rican culture, and now it became a Latin mm-hmm. thing. You got trap as well, and then you have dance hall. That's always been a part of it. You know, you have reggae roots like Cultura Profetica and Gombayabari and 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 Rawayana from Venezuela and and Laguna Pie from Peru. These people are amazing. So they could like we're all somehow under this this global thing of reggae and Afrobeat, which at the end of it we should all just call it Afrobeat because we all all our music comes from like Nigeria. Yep. I mean we still like in Cuba they still speak Yoruba. They do it in Colombia as well. In Puerto Rico that's where La Bomba and La Plena came from from like Nigeria and Senegal. So like for us the fact that Something really cool, like DJ Blast's reggaeton beats and samples are what the kids in Nigeria, like WizKid and all these people, mm-hmm. used to make their beats in Afrobeat, and now that's really global. Like, that just kind of brought us even closer together, that there's like a whole, it's really all part of this global rhythm movement. Mm-hmm. Let's make people dance and forget what skin color they are. You know, that's what I want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I think the Grammys need to recognize, you know, just create more categories within within mm-hmm. the subgenre and no one will be complaining because yeah the, the the old school guys that started this like they can't lose their space because now you know the rich kids with tons of radio money are are taking over no man that's gotta they gotta have their space so i, just, I agree with i that. feel that like the moment something hits mainstream no matter what it is it's pop yeah. yeah because like for example they put maluma under pop 
And I right. mean, I know Maluma is more popish pop. because he's more mainstream, but I just feel, and in, in the English categories, it's the same thing. Yeah. The moment that you could be go mainstream, you're pop. And it's like, are you really pop? Like, there's something, well, I, 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 I agree it. with it's you. popular no. music. I, I can start right. yeah. the same way. I understand. Like, Maluma is a good looking dude, right? So, does that make him pop? Being good looking? No, but he does a poppier version of urban music. I understand that. I, I don't. I, I don't even like know if that's true. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Is like also like so if someone you know if someone's doing super hard trap, but they just happen to look like Maluma, are, are they, they gonna, gonna put him pop? in pop because he's because mm -hmm. he can sell cake? magazines? You know mm -hmm. exactly. That's that's also something that like that's where I think the like something I keep saying in the Grammys is like man, I really hope that they can fight to make the committees. In the Grammys, more about the music, like yeah. strict, like mm -hmm. producers, man, mm -hmm. like not so many publicists, not so many label executives yeah. sitting on committees, because they're only gonna be picking artists. on oh, yeah. on their own. They're gonna say, "No, man, we're being objective, bro." No, you're not. Come on, <laughs> dude, you're an A and R for Universal. What you yeah. think you don't? They're being Miramax at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, now, if you just make it about the producers being on the committee, the guys that are making the beats, the guys that are producing the artists. They're not gonna go on, oh, it's so-and-so's cuter. They're gonna go on, nah, this dude raps a lot harder than this guy. This guy writes mm -hmm. some songs that are amazing. You know, that's what means to be winning Grammys. Because for all that other stuff, we already have the billboards. We already have the Premios Juventud and Premios de Nuestra. I'm not saying that what I just said about the pop world is bad. Right. I'm just saying the Grammys needs to be about the music. Yeah. And, yeah. and all the other awards can be about, when we can make the YouTube awards. They have YouTube awards. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That's still around. Yeah, I think, I think so. Because so. there's still certain, you know, it's a very legitimate award. It's like yeah. the Grammy. You have the Grammy. It means something. Because it's the Academy. Yeah. And so no, who's and the it was, Academy? And the it was suits cool back then. Yeah. Or the musicians. Yeah. Is it and really it was, your peers? Uh, it was really cool back then. I remember that you could discover artists when they won a Grammy, you know? Yeah. Sometimes right. you're like, oh my God, I've never heard about this person. I'm gonna go check them out. Like Esperanza Spalding. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't, you don't hear a lot. She I was, feel she was like that doesn't happen right anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like now it's all about a popularity contest. And yeah. I think the Grammy has become a popularity contest yeah. as well. And for me, that I can't respect that. I can't Because yeah. um, we have to give space for artists who are coming up too. It yeah. can't always be the ten guys that are taking everything, and that they're they're always they, they already have millions already of followers. They already have that, and it can't be <laughs> like you know when it used to be like new artists and the you know like right. something like that that you would really find someone who was extremely talented mm -hmm. and it was new and upcoming and you're like oh my god I've never heard about this people yeah. before I love them, but it can't be just like. Mandelo mismo, ¿me entiende? Sí, sí, sí. That it's like, oh, you see the the voting, like we're voting members, mm -hmm. and we're like, we obviously vote for what we think is best, but we're like, I feel like this guy's gonna win because because you know. he's more popular, it's more because popular. he's on the radio, you know. because he's on a bigger label, yeah. not because like the album's amazing. Damn, the album or, is just right, right. I, I just I find that a lot of like, and this is this is across the board, just a lot of music that is like universally critically acclaimed doesn't necessarily get nominated for a Grammy. So then what are we voting on? Yeah. We're just, yeah. then this is just the Billboard Awards. Yeah. And the, the whole issue it goes, to, yeah. it goes to the committees it's, it's, because the committees decide who gets the nominations, you know? And then that that's pretty much it. So if they can like focus, really, really focus on the, on the artistic quality of the content, mm -hmm. then I think the whatever the academy itself chooses will be based mm -hmm. on some choices that are like that's why they have the committee right it's mm -hmm. supposed to be like the 
electoral college, I guess, which <laughs> doesn't work either, right? But um, but um, that's definitely, I guess, where it needs to go. Like, it gets on uno viejo. You know, like... I feel, no, but I, I honestly feel that the Grammys have to, you know, make yeah, it evaluate about, about make it about the music again mm-hmm. and really about the quality of the production. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can you be, you know, a person who has an auto-tune on the entire album, you know, maybe he shouldn't be nominated for the Grammys, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Which says they were, some fair. of those guys were very upset as well about not being nominated, but yeah, they need to think about that, bro. Yeah. You want to get best recording, you can, you're not going to do it with the auto-tune because it's real. Well, mm-hmm. it's just, it no, there's like so many talented people there that don't get any recognition. And people ask me, like, no, but what about now with all the Spotify's and everything? Mm-hmm. Isn't it easier to get your music out there? And it's like, mm-hmm. yes and no, because right. it's easier to put it uploaded, you know? Yeah. I mean, anybody can do it, but there's so much noise. There's so much noise. Like, I think that they 20, upload 20,000 a, a day. They a upload day? A, a day. day. And Spotify. So you're competing with 20,000 songs per wow. day for people's attention. Just to get to New Music Friday that time. Right. It's funny you say that because I, I, I will say I feel like... We're on New Music Friday, so I'm blessed. Thank you guys for including <laughs> us. I know how hard it is. But I agree with you. I feel like back you know, in the olden days when you had to go to the record store and seek things out and mm-hmm. you would find it out. I mean, a lot of my music that I discovered is actually thanks to this guy right here next to me. And now, yeah, there's just so much out there that it's like, you know what? It's too much. I'm just gonna listen to the same five things I already. Yeah, it's, it's to. a little overwhelming. It's overwhelming, yeah. and I can't. I, I just I can't be bothered with it. I've only got ten you know, ten minutes, or I've got whatever, and I just mm-hmm. no, it's it's too much. Or you listen to the playlist that you like, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You follow a playlist, and you just go. That's your go-to playlist. So you're gonna listen to whatever they put there. So, but when you think about it, there's a lot of artists that are not included in there because either they're not with a major label, they don't have some kind of leverage, and they they don't get even the chance. It's like right. you're an independent, forget about it. And like that, for and us, that, in that's, our a, that's a business fact. Yeah. This isn't us just saying this. This is a business oh, fact that you know Spotify went public. So like the big corporations like Universal and Sony and everybody, they bought a lot mm-hmm. of Spotify. So you know they make sure that their artists get love. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you're not even like distributed somehow under them, bro, it's mm-hmm. it's hard Good because luck. there's twenty thousand songs, mm-hmm. and you know twenty thousand songs. I'm sure that you know the. The, cur- the curators, they only have time to listen to, you know, the people that are True. bringing them good stuff or their big clients or whatever, you know? So that's also that's also now part of the equation, which is kind of cool. I mean, I think for me the real- realization is, like, the Internet is now a very good, very powerful marketing tool, but it's no longer the Internet of, like, viral this and viral that. Oh, no. That was years ago. No, no, yeah. yeah. Now, that can happen, but you still have to work. Like well, it. actually, that leads into something I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you guys have a lot of music videos, yeah. which are, like, pretty, like, your production value is, like, awesome. Um, and many of your videos have the one million hit, which, I mean, I, I imagine that's something very coveted. Like, shit, a million people saw our video <laughs> and more. So... Obviously, that's something that's still very important to you guys, yeah. the visuals. Yeah. Of course. I mean, for us, uh, I think in the day that we're living now, visual is everything. Yeah. Um, you know, we're living, we know, we all have iPhones, right. and we all have to be looking at something visual. So visual has always been a very important thing for us. Also, as artists, we love movies. We love everything. So we want to give people the full experience when they listen to a song to look at an actual movie. Mm-hmm. And we've been blessed with amazing friends that they're like movie directors or, mm-hmm. or they're... Um, 
you know, video directors. So we're they've been really supporting our project since day one, mm-hmm. and we can do very high, good quality content mm-hmm. for a very low cost because they're our friends. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we kind of help each other out. Like we promote them, they promote us. So it's like. And that's the way you grow in this industry, you know, especially when you're like growing that you don't have anything. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, a big, a big, a big part of this is, is for an artist to have people that believe in them, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that obviously oh, yeah. also goes back to the music. Like if you really put your heart and soul into your music, I know that it connects with people. It does. Yeah. And, then, and we've been very blessed to have a lot of people, a lot of people believe in us, help us out. And it's been great. Just, um, you know, to all those people that have helped us. We don't forget about you, so (laughs) thank you so much. That's really important. Um, But, yeah, you know, your friends doing us favors all the time. Um, I think we tend to be on director's good side when it comes to videos because we are very creative in terms of we're daring. We do Mm -hmm. stuff that they don't normally do. Like, we don't do the same music video everyone else does. Well, I was about to say, your music videos are all over the place in terms yeah. of concept. Like, yeah. I, I love the video to La Buena. Oh, really? That one is, yeah. I was I saw it like three times in a row. I'm like, yeah. this video is great. I haven't yeah. seen anything like that no, there in, is in a while. That's, we actually work with English. these. They're I don't know if you've heard of. Um, Haze and Haze. Haze and Haze. But they did um, Ministry of Sound. Mm-hmm. Everything you ever saw artwork from Ministry of Sound was mm-hmm. them. Oh, okay. And that well, was back that. in the day. Obviously, now they're like recognized photographers for like yeah. Calvin Klein, Kenneth Cole, Michael Kors. Michael Kors. Dolce 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 Dolce. That's another blessing is that we, um, a very good friend of ours, used to design for Echo Unlimited, and they were the photographers for Echo. Mm-hmm. And we would hang out. We were living in Boston, go to Berkeley, and go to New York all the time, and just mm-hmm. hang out with them. And we became, we've had like a ten-year relationship, a friendship. Mm-hmm. And when we told them that we were dropping our first album finally and they've seen the whole you know the nuestro recorrido yeah. they were like you know what we're doing all your stuff you know that nice. right and we're like okay sure. <laughs> sure. i'm down they twist did. my arm they did that and, and funny story about that how it happened was it was going to be a photo shoot it was going to be like the press pictures oh. and the album cover we were just going to do that mm-hmm. and they took a camera we thought nothing of it you know we're like okay they took a camera he's like he started like move like this and do this and and we're like, okay, we're just doing and all this stuff. And then we ended up shooting music. And then he's like, oh, by the way, look what we did for you guys. And send us a one-minute clip. And it was like half of the video of Alawena. And we're like, are you kidding me? This is a music video. You like, didn't even know what was happening. Know, I didn't even know what was going on. And I, it, it, I mean, we were just in a white wall just moving. And he, they did these amazing things. And we're like, really? oh, my wow. God, this is so cool. Thank you, guys. There's a line, actually. You say, tengo in Tejewa. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's great. You don't hear Tejewa anymore. <laughs> that's a sketch. It's No, because Cubans use that word a yeah. lot, too. Yeah. But, you know. It's... I love about the word Hewa is that it can mean so many things, you know? Mm-hmm. When I have it, I could be like <laughs> fling, right? But right. they can also be your, like your wife. You know, like Hewa <laughs> no, no, Hewa's never wife. I mean, Hewa no, is like my girl. My girl. Uh, yeah, right. Oh. I don't know. To me, he, to me, when I hear Hewa, I think like you know that that chick. Yeah, you know, like girl, like girl. I'm dating at most. Right. You the know? girl yeah. of the moment. Yeah, Puerto Rico, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, goes, it can it can it starts there, but seriously, like. I, I have it has longevity. friends that <laughs> know me Hewa Eto, and it's like his wife. No, like, yeah. I've never heard of that. No, I've heard of that. Don't listen to him. Yeah, yeah, Cubans, we use that word a lot, yeah. too. Like, when you want to do, like, like a typical, like, Cuban guy. Oh, yeah, I said, I mean, it's a Hewa. 
All right, so you have your EP out. So what what's next? You guys are going on a tour. tour. Yeah. yeah, so we As watched. of actually today, because our episodes come out on Fridays. Oh, really? So yeah, you guys are actually on tour. You're on tour today. You're on tour, so today. On tour. <laughs> you're on tour right now. That's how great right we are. Now. We got them as they're opening right yeah. now. Right now we're playing in Orlando. Right now. Yeah, today we're in Orlando. At the Abbey. Right now. Go right now. Run. Yeah, there's, a, there's been a lot of, uh, como se dice, Stepping stones, not a stepping stone, like first timers in, in this weekend, I think first album, first tour that we're launching. This is our first oh. tour that we're doing. I mean, we've done a milestones. little, yeah, milestones. That's the word I was yeah, looking like, for. Yeah, we've opened for a bunch of people. It's like the but first time we're like headlining yeah. with Co City as well. So it's a first time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been wanting to do a USA tour like this for a while. So we're super, super excited. Um, first time doing anything that has to do with Super Bowl, so yeah, hopefully true. next that time halftime awesome. show, yeah. you know. That was really okay. Cool. Next, okay, guys, next time you know you gotta bring the tour to Miami too. Oh yeah, no, I mean you guys, so you know, planning. you start in Orlando yeah. and then yeah. you're heading out. Yeah, well, I guess we consider the Super Bowl show as the opening ah, for okay, the tour. Okay, okay, So that's the reason why I okay. didn't do another show, but we might close the tour here in Miami. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. It's in talks. It's in talks. So well, you let us know so we could hype it up in our podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So where, where, are you, where are you going then? Where, where is it taking we're you? Playing, Other than Miami. <laughs> uh, we're playing Orlando, um, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Boston, uh, New York, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, Chicago. Cool. Yeah. So when you guys play, let's say, in a city like Boston, mm-hmm. how are those audiences compared to, like, you know, a Miami or Orlando? Even, Oh, even Orlando. Orlando has a lot of, well, well Puerto Ricans especially. Yeah. Um, how do you compare those cities? Like, do you find that people are just like, oh my God, somebody, you know, Latin, you know. Let me tell you, it's really, it's uh, very interesting. Um, last year, we did this college tour and we played up in Ithaca. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. In <laughs> Albany. And Cornell. it was, wow. I remember the promoter coming up being like, hey, you guys are the first Latin act we've ever brought here. Ever? So, ever, ever. And it's like, I don't know how the turnout's going to be. And just letting you know, right. we're a little kind of nervous. And we're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. <laughs> Ithaca. <laughs> Have you been to Ithaca? Yeah. I forget Ithaca. It's Cornell there. and a lot of hills yeah, and cliffs. Cornell. Oh, okay. Right, you know. And we played that show. And honestly, it got super packed. And awesome. it, there was, I think there were like only two Latin people in that show. The rest were, you know, from Ithaca, upstate New York, right. you know. I, I mean, very different parts for America, mm-hmm. not a Latin cult, you know, Latin crowd. And at the end of the night, people will come up to me and thank me. Just like, but, you know, like, all oh, like, thank you. I've never danced so much in such a long time. Oh, like, wow. wow, your music. I've never heard anything like this. And I was, you know, like, wow, thank you. But I was like. That's because they live in Ithaca. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they've never heard anything like that before. Come on. You know, and, you know, I guess the dancing, and, and they, they're not used to that, you know. And, and for me, and that I, I don't understand, obviously, coming from Puerto Rico and living in Miami, which is not the U.S., right. um, <laughs> um, and being there, America I was like, really. At Fort Lauderdale. It was because yeah. it was nothing. But it was like lately, Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Yeah, <laughs> Palm Beach there. Well, you know the saying about Florida, right? What? The more north you go, the more south it gets. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. See? That's but yeah, and in every the places we went, like Philly and New York, obviously very Latin. Philadelphia, we played once, like very recently. It was a huge Puerto Rican like crowd. Puerto Rico, that was like really? Puerto Rican, like straight yeah. oh, up Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I, and you know, and they're very nostalgic, so they get really excited when they see uh, a lot of flags. Puerto Rico. A lot of flags everywhere. Love but it. then you go to a place like Boston, and it's very college. 
So you'll see a very different kind of mixed crowd, you know, okay. so like different college kids from all over the world, mm -hmm. and and they're really down to like listening to new music, and right. so all I would say that it's very interesting to see how it varies from state to state, but in in general, I think that um, American culture is very open to new music and different fusions and mm -hmm. and different kind of. Mm -hmm. ambiances and they're all about like you know that sounds interesting let's go check them out mm -hmm. you know so i'm looking forward to that yeah. a lot but it's what you say like a good beat you can't deny that yeah. no matter who yeah, you are yeah 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 for sure it sounds good it sounds good man yeah that's true nah it's been really fun and i really like the fact that like when we did like like Gigi said when we did the albany show also um i think maybe there was a college show there and it was probably like 15 20 percent latin everybody else was either like super white or African-American and they loved it, you know, and they were dancing the whole show. Yeah. And it was cool because we were playing with uh, Jay Sean, who's like a mm -hmm. American artist. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we do like, sometimes they have us open for like big American bands. Like even at Super Bowl Live, we were playing with Fits and the Tantrums. Oh, wow. Or we did another cool. show with, with Bozzy. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that there's like Latin music now is like on the radar for, right. for American promoters. Like they actually mm -hmm. just want to entertain people and, they know we bring it and make people dance, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. No, and it's been cool because we're the the reason why Super Bowl called us is was that they they find that in us they have the perfect mix of bilingual, you know, that that's they could true. connect with everybody. Because I think that with other Latin artists that they don't speak Span um, English, I'm sorry, uh, or they don't do in their shows mm -hmm. that they, that the the English speaking crowd kind of feels left out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. And, Especially and for I, something like the NFL. Exactly. You want to so they really wanted a group, and they thought that we were perfect for that mm -hmm. because we're totally bilingual. And actually how we started Domino Saints when we were in Boston, uh, the reason why our name is Domino Saints y no los santos de no sé qué <laughs> is because um, we, we play our shows, and we would see that there was a super mixed crowd of people of all over the world, not only just USA or Latin, but Europeans and everything. And they would come up to us at the end of the show and be like, oh my God, I love your music, but I don't understand a word you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, yeah, I kind of feel bad, you know, because right. it's like, I kind of want them to be included in a way. And we, me and Dave talk, you know, like, let's, why don't we do bilingual? Like, why don't we start? And this is before Pitbull. This is before it was still crazy. And it still is kind of crazy to do bilingual. And we're like, you know what? Well, we should look for a name that everybody can say. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, now we notice that no Latin can say Domino Saints. <laughs> uh, we've been like in Mexico Free. for a moment. Domingo Saints. <laughs> Domingo Saints. Domingo Saints. No, they can't say. But we thought it was very easy to pronounce uh, for everybody. So that's what the whole uh, concept behind Domino Saints. Like we want it to be like very cross culture, um, very accepting, very inviting mm -hmm. to everybody, no matter right. where you're from, what you like, what you love to do, and that's what yeah. we're about. Yeah, so you definitely are. And I think also just you touched on it. I mean the way you guys blend the languages together. We've said it here many times on our show, it's an art form. Spanglish is an art form. Yeah. And to do it to music is an elevated art form. Yeah. And you guys do it very well. So congrats on that alone. The, I, I feel like, like the possibilities are endless. I mean, I, I, we talked about this in the podcast some time ago. The fact that a song like The Facito went to number one for 16 weeks. Yeah. I mean, a bilingual song with the reggaeton. I mean, it, I mean, that kind of blows your yeah. mind a little bit, yeah. you know, that that song, something like that, got as big as it did. Yeah. Because it, it had everything working against it, if you if you will, you know. Um, From a mainstream U.S. perspective, perspective yeah. you know. 
because we knew who Louis Fonsi was, obviously mm-hmm. Daddy Yankee, but did you know? Again, Beverly in Wisconsin. Beverly in Wisconsin. <laughs> she, she doesn't know a lot, <laughs> you know? Uh, no. And, you know, I that's like, I feel like anything is possible. Yeah, I agree. I think that now there's no barriers in, in art, and that's what I love about the time we're living right now. Um, it's changed so much in the past 10 years. I mean, when we started, uh, like I was saying, it was crazy to even think about doing something bilingual. They would be like, no, 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 no. You got to choose a language. Yeah. You can't do it be like, or English or Spanish, but that's how I know what you're doing. No, no. And, you know, it was like, but why? We felt like it was the world was going that way, bilingual. And not only English and Spanish. You can see now with the African kids, they're doing, you know, English, English yeah, and, French and they're or French or English or even Gangnam style. What we talk about Gangnam style. <laughs> I mean, who understood what they're I only... BTS? Yes, BTS. I mean, you know what what (laughs) you're saying? You know what's really interesting about uh, K-pop? That all K-pop songs have English, like, in them. Yeah, Yeah, they they do. It's the only way that our culture can connect with it. I'm sorry, I hear a a whole song in in Chinese or Korean, and I'll be like, this is really good, but I have no idea what they're saying. What if they're, like, insulting my mother, and I don't even know it, you know? But so, yeah, that, but now that, that two lines in English makes it appealable to someone. Yeah. And that we, that's something we understand, too. And we write, that's why, I mean, most of our songs have some English. Um, it's kind of funny, though. I feel like we sang reggae so long that we had to kind of learn how to sing reggae in a broken English accent. Mm-hmm. And that's actually what rhymes with Spanish. Because, like, English on a normal, like, super American pronunciation does not rhyme at all in Spanish. Mm-hmm. But a Jamaican accent does. Because mm-hmm. they have Spanish in their patois. Right. right. And, um... I don't know. That kind of helped us. I think reggae seemed to be like the the frequency we could use to just blend everything together. Mm-hmm. And it felt right, you know. <laughs> cool. Awesome. <laughs> Tristan's song that I play to him every morning is I Shot the um, I Shot the Sheriff. Oh, yeah. oh, I play that for my son every single morning. Awesome. <laughs> so he's 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 learning right. So uh, I love awesome. the fact that in that song like he's saying like like you know, if you're going to accuse me of something, like, get it right. Like, yeah. I didn't shoot it, deputy. Like, I shot the sheriff. I shot the sheriff. You know, yeah. I, I shot the guy who really needed to get shot. Like, that's the guy I shot. Like, don't tell me I shot some amateur, like... Facts, damn it. <laughs> Facts matter. Exactly, exactly. So... All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much for stopping by. I mean, are you guys? The day that you're uh, to that yeah, as, starts, as you're doing. You know? I mean, you're just you're going on stage <laughs> right now. Stage I can right hear now. the crowd outside. <laughs> I mean, you just released new music. You know, Island Kings. You're on tour with Coast City. I mean, you guys. I've known about you for forever, and I know you've got a following. But I feel like there's still like even more yeah for I you guys there's like and i think more. it's like right there i feel oh, like it's... now it's actually the beginning i feel yeah. like we've been doing noise and people are hearing and we have our following but now i feel like i don't know 2020 it feels special it's been I don't it know does why, right? right it's it been an amazing special? year with us also it's honestly it's been it's been a great year so far it's been a blessing um and honestly i think we needed to Gigi and i also needed to get to this point where mm-hmm. the i don't give an f Ness. Mm-hmm. I had to you get can to curse on our show. Oh. <laughs> you can curse. I wish I told you earlier. Sorry. It's liberating. <laughs> we never know, and that's why you're like, oh, can I say ass or no? Okay. <laughs> okay, so when you guys win your Grammy and your album or one of your songs goes to like number one on Billboard, uh-huh. you got to come and yes. back to our show. <laughs> come back to your, in, the, in this office, right in the middle of Hialeah. Don't be too big for us. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Hialeah is like. 
we always say Hialeah is another country. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It's like the constitution doesn't apply in Hialeah. <laughs> That's what we say, like messing around. But yeah, thank you so thank much, you guys. guys. So, so much. much thank success. you guys for having yeah. us. It's, it's been amazing. awesome. Yeah, thank you for the space to talk about real stuff and music. I think that matters so much. And we're back. Yes, we are. Okay, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I don't think I'm an uncool person, but I've never felt less cool than sitting across from yeah from them. Like they were just pop star cool. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> and here I am in a polo shirt. I'm wearing suspenders, needing a haircut. Ugh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, they they were awesome. I I can't stress enough. To you guys, yeah. um, check them out on YouTube because, uh, as we said in the interview, uh, their, their music is great, but their videos, from a visual perspective, they're they're excellent, and um, it's a really what they've done with the medium is is actually great. So, um, yeah, it's time for the last soda. Well, I'm actually gonna give my last soda to. I'm just gonna follow the the thread through. I'm gonna give it to J Lo and Shakira. Yay! You got one lady, 43, one 50-year-old mother of twins, and they're both doing a hell of a lot more. I go out dancing one night. I can't wake up the next morning without my back hurting. So you know what? They deserve it. Oh, my God. You make sound. You make 43 sound like if it was ancient. It's not ancient, but listen, I'm f at 40, I'm starting to – I can't dance the way I did in my 20s. I mean, I can't. I can, but the next day I'm going to pay for it. I know. It, that's all mental. No, that's you see, you know, I you know, I leave it out all on the floor. There is nothing that I can do now that 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 I can't do now that I couldn't do when I was younger. I didn't say I can't do it, I just said that I feel uh, you I, know, I, I seriously, feel it, I feel it. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, well, when it when it comes to dancing, I do, but also because I use my waist a lot and I have like my back hurts. Ah, bueno, you know, yeah, so that's a great one, but yes, Shakira and JLo. They were representative of women, of Latinas, of the culture, of the hustle. Mm -hmm. Because you can't tell me that J-Lo has not been. I mean, she was in Hustlers, but that woman is the queen of the hustle. Yeah. And you know what? They more than deserve it. Yeah. La tortura. I loved Chantaje. The way she, the way she did it at the yeah. Super Bowl. Like a salsa. Tu eres puro. I need that version to be released as a salsa. It was so good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, as I said, my only complaint, which is not a complaint, <laughs> is that I, I wish I had more. Yeah, I want more. I want right? more. I want more. That's a good thing. Because the thing with her is that, I, I've said this before, I love Shakira. I actually like Shakira yeah. more than J-Lo. That's not to mean I don't like J-Lo. No, but they're completely different. I love J-Lo. But in terms of music, and yeah. there's many J-Lo songs that I love. Yeah, but, but that Shakira I love. writes her own music. She she plays instruments. But I've liked Shakira it's... since the beginning, since Estoy Aquí. <laughs> um, but... Don't let... Is that... Donde están los ladrones? Yeah. That's her second album. Oh. Uh, bueno, technically her third. Um, I like her in Spanish more. I like her Spanish yeah, more absolutely. songs more than English. But I realize that, you know, if Beverly in Wisconsin's <laughs> head almost issue. blew up <laughs> with the three <laughs> verses in Spanish that she sang, <laughs> if she would have sung predominantly in Spanish, no, no, no. There would have been riots. There would have been riots, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, whatever. Anyway, well, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to give my last soda to Tristan, my son Tristan. Ooh, do you really want him caffeinated? No. Okay. <laughs> We're cutting. There's a universal effort by everybody involved to cut back on that boy sugar. So it's just a really funny thing that happened on the way to school um, today. So 
I don't know. I just thought it was worth saying. I thought it was cute. And usually his teacher gives him uh, a word that he has to figure out. And mm -hmm. somehow he had the, the word um, written down. Okay. And so she probably gives him a word and yeah, like clues and okay. whatever. And he was there in the car trying to figure out the pronunciation of the word. Mm -hmm. And I, and I see him reading something, but I obviously didn't know what the word You're was. Driving. And he's like, duh, do. And I'm like, Tristan, you don't know what word it is. He's like, I can't figure out how to say this word. <laughs> and I, and I, and I'm like, Okay, give me the paper. And when he gives me the paper, the word was dachshund, like oh, the dog. Okay, well, yeah, that's a hard one for. That a, is a super hard he's word. He's in what first grade? I'm listen, yeah, in kindergarten. Kindergarten. I'm like, there are full grown adults who say doshound. Uh, yeah, and think it's right. Yes, I know many who say doshound. I have a doshound. A dachshund. No, you don't. I'm like, no, you have a dachshund. You're a dachshund. A dachshund. And I'm, to like, it to you. and I'm like, Tristan, it's dachshund. And he's like, why is it dachshund? I'm like, I don't have time to explain grammatically why it's explained. Dachshund. You also didn't have time to explain the Germans. <laughs> so, so it was cute because he was like, can you keep saying the word until we get to school so I won't forget? <laughs> I'm like, dachshund. Dachshund. So I just thought it was so funny that there was, you know, the six-year-old little boy in kindergarten <laughs> trying to figure out how to say the word dachshund. And if you have a six-year-old little kid who figured out how to say that word by themselves, you know what? Go have Damn. them write a dictionary. Yeah. Because that's... Go work for Webster. That... <laughs> that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's kind of... Well, you know what? Good for Tristan. He was, he was trying. He was putting, you know, giving it the old... No, but he was probably thinking like... D A U, what is it? No, it's D, D A U, like C H. No, is it D A U or D A S C H A U N D? How do you spell dachshund? I think it's D A S C A U N D. I know it's an H in there somewhere. D A C H S H U N D. Mahina that though. He was probably like Doc, Dosh, Dotch, Dotch, Shun, Shun. Da, da, I can just imagine in his all the permutations six, six year old little head like dot dotch dot because you know he knows ch oh, he's sounding it out dotch shh uh mm, well, I mean he would have gotten it right if from his perspective you know yeah. what I mean he he was doing the right thing yeah Doxon. like I'm looking at here you yeah, know so Tristan. You get a caffeine-free Coke. Yes, caffeine-free soda for Tristan. Caffeine-free caffeine diet Coke. <laughs> because he's put on whatever. It's a different story. Sugar. <laughs> anyway, well, everybody, that was episode 96. 96. And as always, oh, we you didn't you didn't say fifty six. I didn't episode. say fifty six. Beat that. I was on. I was on point. You're on point. Made the end. You saw the Iowa caucus. <laughs> <laughs> No, you have to hear my father's comments of how well Bernie Sanders did. El perro comunista. Well, we covered it. He is communist. You know, but, you know, yeah. everything's a lot more severe when coming it's true. from my father. Especially when there's in Spanish. Yeah. So we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. Yep. And as always, grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your jupiña. And thank you for joining us. That was episode 96. Right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, mi gente.
Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismael Llano, produced by Ismael Llano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.